When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all our shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to go ahead and support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos and our latest pop culture cosmos dropping on monday will cover entirely on the d23 breakdown of everything that went on there at Disney's celebration this past weekend, plus a little bit more tidbits, including Cobra Kai season five and more. So go ahead and check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, Joe and I still have a great episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football, which we did, which you can also catch today on that channel. Plus also as well, Game Source and everything that we do for LakersBall.com, LakerHolics.com, Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet on his Five Things articles, plus Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger out there, who unfortunately cannot be here tonight, but I just wanted to go ahead and send some special thoughts out there to Laker Tom. Hopefully everything will be okay. What's going on with Laker Tom? But he said he couldn't make it in tonight, so we hopefully will see him back real soon in his usual spot right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, Everything that they do for us, please go ahead and support them as well. And if you can go ahead and do all that, plus right below Joe Sorrell, go ahead and subscribe today. If you are not a subscriber, you may not be able to get the latest notifications on when we go live. So you might miss a show when we go live. So please go ahead and do that today. Right below you, right there. Hit that subscribe below Joe Sorrell today, right there on course. Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. And if you go ahead and do all that, plus check out my latest interview with Stephen Leckert, one of the executive producers behind Hulu's Legacy, the real story of the LA Lakers in episode six drops tonight. So go ahead and check that out and listen to his thoughts wherever you get your podcast, and of course, right here on YouTube. And if you could do all that, because it was a great conversation, please, you're missing out if you didn't get a chance to check it out. It is sincerely appreciated. Terrell Davis, great to have you here. Everyone in the chat room is starting up already. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. But guess what? It's almost that time. It's almost training camp time. And we know, since LeBron James is a fabulous part of the Los Angeles Lakers, we always know what he does before training camp. And that is the LeBron minicamp. And you know that is on the way. And that's something that we like to go ahead and talk about because with the controversy and all the talk that's going on in Lakers land right now, 
the LeBron minicamp is always right now going to be something that everyone is keeping an eye on because of the Russell Westbrook saga that's continuing with Patrick Beverly, now a member of the team, and his latest press conference, which got Joe Sorrell up in arms and everything that he said there. It is very interesting to see what may go on at the LeBron minicamp. And here today to talk about that, the prospects which are looking more and more likely that we'll have Russell Westbrook on the team to start the season and everything that's going on, including what analysts are already predicting right now about the Lakers. I've heard several shows out there from several analysts, and they're already not saying good things about the team. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's saying today and every day at LakersBall.com. Be part of one of the great groups that are out there at LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro. And as Terrell Davis says, let's go Russ. I don't know, my friend. I guess I'm going to have to say let's go Russ because it, it is looking more and more like he'll be part of the LeBron minicamp and he's going to be a part of the opening day roster. Sorry, Laker Tom, where we're at, but it's looking more like it. It's a reality. There, No one wants Russell Westbrook, and that includes us. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to have to handle this for the next six, seven months. It is going to be an absolute disaster, like I've been saying. Uh, there's some proving wrong room there because, you know, we do live in a – world where anything can happen sometimes, but it's not likely. Uh, these guys are not going to all of a sudden know how to shoot after an entire career of not shooting well. This this league is about shooting and making shots. And other than LeBron James, uh, the last, let's say, I'm just going to use the Laker years, the last, let's say, three years, I haven't really seen anyone shooting on a consistent basis that's on the team other than LeBron James. And if LeBron James is your best shooter, you are in major, major, major trouble. Uh, the pressures of L.A., the pressures of having to deal with a Russell Westbrook, which ultimately is the big problem. Uh, his attitude and his, his 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 personality is why it's so why we're so vicious and saying this is not going to work. It's not so much his play. It's just there's, there's, there there are instances in a game where two points is worth more or two points is worth less because of the way you're playing. And he is the epitome of empty stat guy. He is the greatest empty stat player in the history of sports. Uh, Uh, I I don't know if I go that far, but no, it is. Think about it. A first ballot hall of famer, a man who's been, who's had four triple double seasons. I think Never James reached. Harden would give him a run for his money. Chris Paul. There's several other players that have not won championships. I mean, people have said that about Charles Barkley before. You know, that that's uh, up for perspective. No, uh, it's, it's, I've seen more stats from 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 Westbrook. I mean, you could say James Harden to a degree, but as as goofy as James Harden is, I've never <laughs> seen him. I've never seen him disintegrate a team nonstop. I mean, you can say he kind of bailed on Houston. Oh, the playoffs. Uh, then, he also bailed on Brooklyn. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, and it, playing bad is one thing. I'm talking about. If you remember it, that Sacramento game last year. I'm not talking about the play. I'm talking season. about an erosion of just terrible chemistry. 
Okay. He he engulfs and and just emphasizes the losing even more because of his attitude and his inability to, I guess, adapt to the situation. Uh, by far the 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 greatest empty stat player I've ever seen in any sport. That's that's any sport that I've that, ever seen. That you've seen. That you've seen. I'm not going to yeah. say he's far off on my list. I don't think you're going to be know. able to. You're not going to be able to argue against me on that one. I could. I could. I I'm could not going to argue too hard against you on that one. But I, I'd have to do some research. I have to do some research. I, I've got my tennis. There is no research. Yesterday. It's this. I've got, I got my tennis. I've got. See my this right here. Card. See this right here. I have no reason. I have no reason to just say this because I don't like the guy. I don't do that. Okay. I'm not disliking Russell Westbrook because I feel like I want to dislike him. It's what he has presented. And this last year was the worst presentation he's had because his athleticism and his ability to do basic things is starting to erode, which is natural. And usually a veteran leader is supposed to adapt to his erosion physically and create a better environment, get better in those areas that a veteran's supposed to get better in because he is a veteran and he's been in the league a long time and he knows what's up. But we're getting not only the erosion of the athleticism, you're getting an even bigger erosion of the attitude that he already had. That is a recipe for <laughs> a really, 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 really bad dinner. Just to let everybody know, that's imagine listening to this. Imagine. Oh, hold, on, hold on, let me just say it. everybody that's listening right now. Uh, that was Chef Joe Soro just making some stuff in the kitchen, right, Joe? I come from a family of chefs. So I know a little bit about it. I don't know anything about being a chef, but I know about my family's ability to chef. And I will say this. When you have a restaurant, it could be, let's say, average in terms of its presentation, right? Let's say the location is okay. Let's say the decor and the forks and the whatever are okay. If the food tastes good, you got it. Now, if you have it flipped the other way, the food isn't good and you've got all this beautiful presentation, you're likely not going to have repeat customers. So at the end of the day, if I'm going to use that as an analogy, by the way, I'm pulling this straight out of my ear. I, I wasn't planning on I'm glad you're not food. pulling it out of anywhere okay. else. Well, I'm, 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 it's because it's a, it's a PG show. I'm trying to not talk Thank like you. that. Thank um, you. Uh, I do have class, even though you know that might be suspect for some. But point is... I'll let the if chat you, room decide. The point is, when you have, I'm, I'm going to use the analogy of good food, okay? When you have good food, that means you've got something there that's allowing you to create a good chemistry, a good unity in and around the team. If you have bad food, you get what you got last year, okay? Yes, Russell Westbrook looks great, right? It's like I said, he looks great. Looks like a phenomenal athlete. He can still kind of run up and down the floor. He's available. The problem is, the food sucks. <laughs> okay, the food sucks. And the food is only going to get better with better a better chef and better ingredients. Let's 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 use that as another analogy. What ingredients did the Lakers bring in to make the food taste better? Now, Patrick before- Beverly. You basically went to a high-end steakhouse. And you might have had COVID, you might have had a pandemic, whatever that slowed your business down. I'll use that as an analogy on what happened with the Lakers. And then instead of 
going, look, we're going to go get grass-fed, even better grass-fed steaks or better potatoes that are organically made without any whatever GMOs in it. Instead, you went and you got the same baked potato and the same steaks that you got that Applebee's brings. I'm just going to say right now, I wish I could go ahead and use the quotation before. You know how they, when you actually went to the video store and you looked on the back and you saw the box quote from the various critics, you know, that were paid to go ahead and say those box quotes. It's almost like we're paying Paul Lippman to go ahead and say that. Best pod on basketball, straight shooting, honest, fair, and fun. My gosh. That was you, just awesome. Thank you, I'm Paul. I'm blown away. I'm blown thank away you, right now. And that, that, is the, that is the point here, guys. And this is not... We are not doing the Chris, like, you know, there are, I'm not going to use their names because I don't want to give them any pub. Not that it matters at this point. I'll but call them I mean. out. You know okay. me. The thing is, we're, I'm not here to uh, create something. I'm telling you the truth from what we have seen. I'm giving you backing. I'm not just sitting there going, oh, LeBron James stinks, like some people do. Because they know they're going to get a reaction and all the moths are going to go to the light that says that. And they're going to keep feeding that guy more numbers, more money. No, 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 no. That, that's not that's that's not how it works. We're not going to just troll our whole careers, our whole di- dialogue here so that we can get clicks. OK, if I'm going to get clicks, it better be legitimate. The legitimate clicks need to be, look, this guy, this, this did this and I'm going to call that person out. And guess what? If they do something good, I'm going to say they did a really do good job, too. Unfortunately, we haven't been getting a lot of that. And that's where I feel like, God, you know, every time you get into the show, I'm like, is there anything positive we can talk about in this show? Like, literally every show I get in, I'm like, well, is Terrell this something and good? Paul right now have been really great on the show. The chat. only thing good is our audience right now. And, of course, your, your producing skills, because I don't know what else on the court is making sense. It doesn't – none of it makes sense. We have to wait till training camp starts. Well, I will say to Paul, because, again, I, I he's – on the chat he's been known to be a utah fan and i understand utah wants those picks and at least one or if not both the picks i know they want both the picks i'm just gonna say to paul you know what you know what's coming right yeah yeah, i know that's what i would do to utah i mean but paul i I, and i'm I'm sure paul would agree those guys you know they're great rotation players but they're not going to move the needle far enough for the lakers to go ahead and give up those draft picks i again this People have been talking over the past few days, and people are like, you know, Laker Tom and some others on Lakerholics.com saying, if we get those guys or we get the guys from Indiana or Charlotte or whatever, that's going to make us a great fifth to eighth place team. Do you really want to give up your future for that? I'm not saying you shouldn't trade those picks. I'm saying you should trade those picks for someone that is really going to move the needle in a far direction. I would wait until you get a third or till you're eligible to get a third first round draft pick. And then you could really package it for someone. But unfortunately it's because of what's going on with LeBron. I understand that he's in his final years. He's counting down to the end of his career, et cetera, et cetera. Anthony Davis. We don't know if he's going to be or how much longer he's going to stay a Laker. I get that, but you know, you have to see it from both sides of the perspective as far as those picks are, are, should be valuable to us because if we go ahead and trade for just rotational players with those picks and we end up just out in the first round, what will, what will, you know, what was the good of it? What was the good of it? So uh, that's just me. That's just me talking right now, but also here today to talk about what's going on with 
Russell Westbrook attending the LeBron minicamp. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out on his five things articles. Have we moved up into the top 15 yet on the Lakers bloggers? I'll have to check sometime. I'll have to check sometime soon, sometime soon. But they are good articles when he puts them out there. It is Jamie Sweet. Jamie, great to have you back, my friend. Good to have you here. Hoping all is well with you and your family. Also want to make sure everybody knows that Laker Tom, again, wishing him good thoughts, and hopefully he'll be back on the show soon. Basil Carpenter Jr. says the Lakers would buy ice if there there was in hell. They are always buying players. Yes, they, they have a tendency to do that, but I'm actually going to pay them a compliment on the fact that they haven't just ran out and done a trade just to do a trade. Um, yeah, I think that that's maybe the worst thing they could do, to be honest, because um, there's just not a lot. We're not one of those teams with a, a boatload of draft picks. Uh, we got two till 2024 summer, and that's a long time. Uh, and it's funny because the going rate for a role player right now is a first round draft pick. So if you think about it and the Lakers, let's just say for a second that within the next two weeks, right, week and a half, whatever, before camp, we trade two draft picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, right? We get Buddy Heald, we get Miles Turner, and then it doesn't work. Now you have no draft picks to move that Buddy Heald contract. And Buddy Heald isn't enough of, of a player you can just trade him and get somebody good. Somebody's going to want to take that deal for something. Yeah, let's and say you get Conley or Clarkson. Those guys have additional years. Or actually, I think Conley has a partial buyout for about, I think, $12, $14 million. About half the contract. Yeah. It's a $14 so. million dollar guaranteed contract. I think he makes like 24 28 something like that. I can't remember exactly. but Yeah. And it's Paul agrees with us. Like I said, he's a Utah fan, but Paul agrees with us. And we truly appreciate him being here as, as someone, he's a good point on the picks. The Lakers do have a tough choice. If it was on the Utah and I think the Utah as a Utah fan, you would say the same thing, giving up your future for someone, someone that is only going to help you go so far. I mean, the Rudy Gobert trade, Minnesota is expecting big things from Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that broke free time. agency. That broke yeah. free agency the way California real estate is broken right now. You know, yeah. it, it it it's just a it was a ridiculous price for Minnesota to pay, and it affected every single trade on down the line after that. And yeah. that there almost were no major trades after that. Nobody wanted to even like dive into the pool. Um, also, Gerald, are you suffering through a rolling blackout right now? Is that what's going on in there? No, it's just hot, man. They they, ah. they go with, like they have lately. As far as here in Las Vegas, they have shut off between five and eight. So I'm just trying to keep the cost down, trying to, to they they will they are trying now around eighty here in the house, so they kept to keep it. So yeah, they just uh, trying to keep it cool here. But okay. I'll turn on the lights if everybody starts complaining. No, no, I'll no. Turn no. On I just, I just uh, like between the three of us, you know, Joe's very brightly lit. I'm kind of like a sepia, you know, half lit thing, and and you're definitely moving towards a film noir. So well, there you go, it's, absolutely. It's pretty. That's, cool. be, that's yeah. because that's because Gerald is a nice person who <laughs> listens that's to right. instruction. I right. tell I tell the governor in California to you want to you want to blank this G G. No, I'm going to have to bleep it. So. We get the idea, but anyways, anyways go ahead. Jimmy. My, my point on the picks is that this is you got two for two seasons after this, after this one, 
Yeah. Summer 2024. Not summer 2023. 2024 is the next time we can throw a draft pick into a trade because that'll be the 2031 draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> you can only trade them seven years out. So once we trade these two, it's two summers. Um, that's a long time in the NBA. That's a really long time. And I was just re- reminding Joe that you cannot put restrictions or the, the, the fact that because of Ted Stepien rule, the Lakers are very limited on the type of protections they can actually put on those first round picks. They're very Correct. limited. Correct. No, I mean, it's basically, I don't think we can pick swap the 2029 one because we have to, or not, not, not that's not true. We have to, if we trade the 2029 one, that means we are locked into no no trades until 2024, unless they're draft day trades of the pick from that summer. You can't include a future draft pick. You That would mean in 2025, should New Orleans not take it, um, we got to use it or trade it on draft day. That's it. You get like a 36-hour window because I think they let you kind of fudge it a little bit around draft day like, oh, we just had this talk in the hallway or whatever, and that's fine. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But there's another school of thought that that pretty much gets ignored. Uh, I've been tooting the horn on it for a while, and that's there will be more deals available in season for Russ than there are now. We're limited to like two teams, Utah, Indy, and nobody's considers the Gordon Hayward trade a, a good trade. You're, you're getting a broken player for multiple years. It's a terrible idea. There's no logic to that whatsoever. But come 12th, 15th, December 15th, everybody who signed a contract this summer can be traded. That's going to open up some doors. By then, you'll be about 30 games into the season, 28, 29, somewhere around there for most teams. People are going to have a pretty good idea of what they're working with. Some teams may have not done as well as they want to do, us included, or we might be doing better than we expected. That first 20 games of the Lakers schedule is brutal, though. Um, But, I mean, I think that you have to wait because that Utah deal and that Indiana Pacers deal, unless somebody else is like Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are the answer, are going to be there. They're going to be there all season long. They're not going away. The two picks for both guys are going to be there all summer long. Same with anybody on Utah. Danny Ainge will welcome the picks all, all year long, all season long, right up into the trading deadline. And so you're, you're smarter, in my opinion, 
to not overpay now. Like wait until at the very least you can see what other players are maybe available after December 15th when anybody's available, everybody's available. So that's been my personal preferable route for a while now. Once the price for anything at all was all the draft picks. Uh, and that's not to say that we couldn't trade for a single player. It's just that Russ's deal is so massive. You have to include a lot of players in order to make it work, unless it was John Wall on Houston. And then you're in the exact same boat you are now. Um, Magic says, Jamie, I agree that there will be trades available, but I don't think that any will put us over the edge. I agree. There, now there's nothing right now that's going to be a quick fix yeah, enough that's going to get who's, us to who's, who's, who's the favorite team to win other than Golden State because they just did it? But who's the favorite team to win it all this year anyhow? Well, Golden nobody's, State, nobody's, if, nobody's Clippers, got the if they're healthy, they're loaded 1-12. to 12. Yeah, but we've got Denver. If they're healthy, if they come but, back strong with their guys, they look like a top five. If team. we're healthy, we're a stronger looking team. Like that's the, that's that that's a that's across the board for everybody. And furthermore, because we've all watched a lot of basketball, we know they won't be healthy come, come playoff time. Somebody's going to be banged up. Something's going to happen. Everybody's going to be tired. Like it's that's that's professional sport. I can so, just tell you right now from all the shows I'm listening to and all the 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 analysts are out there. They now have the Lakers iffy at best on making the playoffs. Whereas they're talking golden state. They're talking the Clippers. They're talking Denver. They're talking Phoenix. They're As talking they Memphis. They're As talking they New Orleans. Yep. If Zion comes back and they're talking Dallas, Minnesota, because Dallas. maybe yeah, Sacramento, Sacramento is as a maybe surprise. Portland. Maybe Portland as a surprise. No, so, there's, there's, it's a stacked conference. It's a stacked conference. But that's the, this is the point. Because it's a stacked conference, Buddy Hill doesn't, doesn't put you over the top. Miles Turner doesn't put you over the top. Jordan Clarkson, none, nobody. There's nobody out there that alters this fate. This is this is this is the the, the piper being paid for the rust trade. Like this is it. Like once you got and also rid of the all back end. Uh, and I'm also going to say the back end of the Anthony Davis trade. We're seeing the fallout from that as well. Yeah, but that's the problem is that they knew they already knew that cost. That yeah, was a well, known but cost. the Lakers get a, get Lakers got a, a world championship out of it. So I right. and, uh, and yeah. that that wasn't a surprise. But when they gave up another first rounder to, to Washington and all of our role players who were tradable, that was it. That, that that there goes your flexibility. So it's not a surprise to me that that it's like difficult. <laughs> it's not. I'm not blown away by this. I know some people out there are kind of like, oh, the, you know, since last February, January, it's like, well, there's a rust trade out there to be made. If you want to overpay, yes, there is. If you want to overpay, yes, there is. But it's not going to be the kind of trade that you walk away from saying, and now I like our chances. You're going to walk away from go. All right, team still kind of sucks. Because so I, I, I'll just say because you see Laker Tom doing all the trades. That oh, I know, I know, I know, and and I and, and like I said, I, I love Laker Tom. Bless him for for nose to the grindstoning all of those trade ideas and posting all the articles of other people's trade ideas. Um, you know, he posted one the other day that some some it must have been somebody who's utterly uninformed because they were like including Lonnie Walker the fourth and uh, Isaiah Hartenstein with the Knicks and those guys can't be traded until December fifteenth. Yeah. Can't happen now. It's not going to. He happen had to correct December. himself on that one, but then he talked no, about and he did, and and it, his, and it wasn't his trade either. He was just like in favor of it, but it was just yeah. like that can't happen for three months or four months or whatever. So, and, but Julius Randle is not going to move the needle, especially the fact that after and that's the, the other thing. And then you're locked into Fournier. You're locked into Randle. You have 
to have draft picks to move those players. And if you use those to get those players, people who are like all bent out of shape, oh, we don't want to waste LeBron's twilight. That's wasting LeBron's twilight. That's wasting LeBron's twilight. If you get rid of all of your tools that allow you to improve the roster, except for the actual contract of mediocre players, you have no tools left. You're done. That's it. Rob's out of moves. What are you going to trade? Like, Buddy Heald for, you know, Wes Matthews and Ben Macklemore? Or, it, it, doesn't, it starts to be this, like, this, like, law of diminishing returns. And I, I listen, the Westbrook fit is awful. The potential for a, a locker room disaster is definitely there, if not a high potential. That doesn't change the fact that it's over next summer. You'll have $35 million in cap space. If you keep both your picks, you have tools to move forward and improve the roster. You don't sign one player with that $35 million. You try to sign two or three impact players. The Lakers are still a destination franchise. They still have LeBron. They still have AD. Evidently, Darvin Ham is everybody's best friend, so maybe a couple guys want to come play for Darvin Ham. I don't know how that's all going to work. All I do know is that if you're in a gunfight and there's six guys out there and you got two bullets left, you got to be smart. You can't just shoot those first two bullets at the first two guys you see. You might want to knock one out with a frying pan, throw another one down the bar like they do in all my favorite Old West movies, and so on and so forth. You just have to be smarter, and you can't make a knee-jerk reaction trade because – then you're out of moves. You're out of moves after that. You can only make draft day moves, and those are going to be limited to whoever's available to be traded on draft day. Joe wanted to go ahead and hit you now on this. Blue Magic said, if the team isn't playing well and we're below 500, wouldn't the Lakers' bargaining position be weaker during the season than now? Obviously, the opposite can happen, and they may exceed expectations. The only thing Blue Magic I would say is then there are going to be teams that are thinking right now as they as they stand, they think that they can make the playoffs. As it gets towards the season, they're going to understand that there's going to be some teams that are not in a good position or as good a position as they thought, like Indiana last year. And yep. they will go ahead and start trading off assets in order to go ahead and maybe get some cap space. And that $47 million of cap space coming off the books – it's going to be very attractive indeed. Joe, your thoughts? No. More attractive. I, I should say more attractive. No, the only way you make a trade at the deadline is if it's if some someone like Damian Lillard demanded a trade. Yes. That's the only difference maker. Yes. yes. Even Bradley. I didn't say the difference I used, maker. I didn't say the difference maker, but there will be more n- parties interested in that 47. Yeah, Joe's but, on the right Joe's on the right track. But you're not you're not gonna get See, this is the other part that's important to understand. We're not going to get three players at the deadline to cover the $47 million without drop, dropping probably both picks, right? Something of a, some impactful stuff. Now, if you have Damian Lillard, you have LeBron James, and you have uh, Anthony Davis healthy going into the playoffs, now you're, now you're scaring some teams. But if you have three good role players that you just traded your first your 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 27 and 29 first pick with no restrictions you don't know if that's going to be enough to win a title but if you've got Damian Lillard as your third guy now it's kind of worth the risk it's just so many variables in this that you just can't risk it you can't risk you can't risk your future 
for this because people well, if you get Lillard, that's maybe a different opportunity. But you know, the for the players that are being no, it's not going to happen, guys. I don't. They got. They have to ride this out. They have to just ride it out. And unfortunately, thirty-five million bucks nowadays. It seems like I don't know if that's going to be enough for a star. Number one. Uh, next other, next summer, because it's going to be about thirty five million dollars. Yeah, and then at that, that point, what are you what are you going to what are you going to do? Spend half that on somebody like Duncan Robinson? Duncan Robinson's making almost twenty mil, even Bring though he's Kuz. and he's not even starting anymore. And Kuz, I mean, I guess Kuz would be cool if he was making twelve, and then you got a CKCP type, you know, in there, kind of basically bring back what you had. We we lost out on depth, and we lost out on guys that that got that fit the role. The reason yep. why they the reason why they made that trade, though, the reason why they made that trade is something that I have to reiterate very, very clearly here. The reason why we went, we went the Westbrook route was because in 21, we were hitting droughts that were three and five minutes per game where we did not score a point. I know I was watching those games probably <laughs> like, like you guys. So they thought this Westbrook thing would be a a a conversion of that and then i'm assuming they thought since frank vogel was able to teach the team that barely had lebron and ad on it to be the number one defensive team they figured okay if we bring in westbrook and vogel does his defensive you know mastery maybe we bridge those gaps and ended up being a massive failure so i saw the i saw what they were trying to do which is why i supported it but the issue is it didn't work and now you look like a chump which is Really how it's going to end up this way as well it's this year anyways. If they end up winning, they're geniuses, right, for standing pat. If they lose, they didn't do jack, now we're in trouble. Well, it's going to be something very interesting. As the LeBron minicamp is about ready to begin, once again, as the Lakers fast break, it is Jamie Sweet, Admiral Akbar of Lakers fast break, along with Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro. You got to go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com while Jamie Sweet is in command of the five things column at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and support those great Lakers sites today. But guys, again, as I wanted to tell you, and as you know, you've been hearing these other analysts. You've been seeing them on ESPN, NBA TV. You've been seeing them and hearing them on podcasts. The news is not good. Their prospects for the Lakers that they see is something that we're seeing and that it's going to be a rough time of it, possibly a seventh or eighth seed if all remains healthy. But the Lakers just one to 12 after you get to spot number three, it really gets hard as far as the depth is concerned. And that is just something that I think we need to address as well. I understand that a lot of people are praising and a lot of people are condemning Rob Palenka on the job he's did was in this summer in regards to holding on to those draft picks. I'm still concerned the options aren't great or that are available for the minimum salaries that they get each and every time out these past couple of years. But I'm just not sure that this quality of roster is just going to go ahead and be able to help substantially this Lakers team this this year. I mean, Joe? it's going to take it's going to take some people busting out. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, you, you, you have to be blind and deaf to not see it. This is basketball. This isn't the NFL where rookies can make an impact or an impact to where they're real, like a like a J- Jamar. Uh, yes. Jesus, uh, I forget Jamar. his last name too. But the, the, Chase, Jamar, yeah. like a Jamar Chase, right? He 
he came in and led to help lead the Bengals to, you know, one series away from winning a Super Bowl. That, that doesn't happen in the NBA. This is not 1980 when Magic came in. This team, the, the player, this is where, okay, so Rob's, Bennett, Rob's pot of positiveness is he hasn't thrown away our future. But beyond that, he's been absolutely horrendous. I agree. The talent he's acquired is the exact opposite of what we need. Somebody who can't shoot and can't play defense. What the? Really? There's no one out there that you can at least have some potential of being a shooter or some potential of being able to play some kind of defense? We've got nothing. And then you got out. You make one trade. You, 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 you. You had, basically, it was a miracle trade that Danny Ainge actually made without acquiring any draft assets. But you get a... Over-the-hill WWE star? Um, you get a... Yeah. A dumpster fire? <laughs> you, get, you got a bleh. This the meh of a player. <laughs> and, and within, what, one hour of him being a official Laker, already said something that... I'm trying to keep this PG again. I, I don't. I don't want to go into that. Please, <laughs> please. I hope you can. Well, I, I, just an absolute. Just I, I don't. I don't even know. And that's going to be our starting backcourt, where one individual is coming yeah. off their worst season and is been the ire of many Lakers fans this summer, and the other is someone that is very polarizing as far as the opinions. I don't have those strong opinions like you do, Joe, but I just don't think he's going to be the needle. It's not an opinion. This is well, not an opinion. Well, this is facts. To me, it's opinion. The <laughs> needle mover, I just think, again, the move was okay for me, but it was like a C grade, a C plus. His numbers at 34 years of age are trending down, and he's no longer shooting at 40% like he once did. And at 34, you could not expect him to play the man-on-man defense as well as he once did. I get all the other stuff and the riffraff and the and the smack talk and the social media stuff and all that. I get that that does not please a lot of people. But no, it was the player, when you look at it, because that's part of his stuff, he gets in people's heads to see if they can go ahead and, and do what he can. As far as what he can and cannot do on the court, that's how he goes ahead and and tries to work it in his favor is that he gets a lot into their heads. I just think at this point in time, I'm seeing a player that is not going to be able to give you what this Lakers team needs. I think he can give you something, but people have way too many big expectations on Patrick Beverly because, again, he's only a career 10-point-a-game player. Simple as that. He plays solid defense, and he in the past shot well, but we've seen that before from players in their mid thirties on the Lakers that you're not going to get that type of player anymore. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you're going to get speechless. That was perfect. That was I'm speechless. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to even like, uh, it's hard to even come up with a counterpoint. Uh, You know, I, we're just looking at, listen, one way or another, there's only one thing that matters at this point. Can LeBron and AD, play 70 75 games that's it that's the only hope we got that's it all the rest of this it really is just fluff fringe arranging the doilies for thanksgiving you know it's it it doesn't matter it's it's inconsequential is the turkey going to be delicious 
is the mac and cheese going to be creamy with baked uh, with a nice baked top and breadcrumbs? That's it. That's all we care about at this point. If if the turkey's bad and the mac and cheese is watery, Thanksgiving is ruined. Uh, and so you know, that's it. That that that, health is what we're all hoping for. LeBron can replicate what he did last season and be healthy. And if AD can play 70, 75 games, and I'm not even talking about AD from the bubble hitting threes, like, you know, he was Ray Allen. I'm just talking about AD from the lead up to COVID who was hitting threes. I think at about a 32, 33% clip, but playing exceptional defense and shooting well from everywhere else, including the free throw line. If you get that AD, you get that LeBron, that's 60-odd points a game right there. Decent defense, decent playmaking, decent taking care of the ball. Not great, decent. And then you just need 35, 40 points from the rest of the roster. One which, X factor is could be, be a challenge. Now. One X factor, yeah. and I know Joe has really been on this because we do not know exactly the health situation is Kendrick Nunn. So can you tell me your thoughts on, on Kendrick Nunn? Because I know he's yeah. been getting his name is being dropped by Darvin Ham lately as far as him being on the way back and looking good and all that. I don't believe anything Darvin Ham says. No, not yet. I can't I believe this, nothing. This is all commercial right now. It's just all it's just all PR. Listen, uh, again, like I think what what's Num, Nun's highest averaging season? I think it's 15, 14, something like that. But he's Maybe playing for a new contract. Yeah, he's playing for another MLE. He's playing for another MLE and he's not going to get he's not going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to need to play off ball more unless he's running the second unit, which I kind of hope he's not. I kind of hope he starts over Patrick Beverly, if I'm being honest. I would rather have. I kind of hope best. he starts over Russell Westbrook. It's not. I hope happen. he plays. Uh, yeah. I think Joe's spot on. I think, yeah. you know, somebody on the, somebody, I think it was Michael H on the blog said, you know, I'm not worried about none. You know, he's coming back from a serious, serious knee injury. There's no reason for him to be, be playing five on fives right now. And I kind of disagree because if he, it's been almost a year. It's been, it's, it's been a year, right? It's been a year, basically. And if he can't play five on five yet, or they're For worried a bone bruise, that's that means there's something structurally wrong with the knee at this point, and he's done. He's done. It's like you know, it's the Andrew Bynum, Greg Oden scenario where the knees are done. And that's that, you know, there's, there's no coming back from that. So if uh, I'm worried that none is going to be a much less version of the last season we saw of him in Miami, where I do think he was like a 15, 16 point a game score, hit a decent amount of threes. I want to say 38, 37%. And, you know, if he can play off ball and be successful and play. Yeah. That's a decent weapon to have. Same thing with Reeves. If Reeves can like, be consistent from what we saw at the beginning of the season. Great. There's another like, you know, nine, 10, 12 points there. So it's 24 ish points from those two guys. I don't think Pat Bev is going to average 10 points a game. Uh, I don't think, you know, uh, Russell will average 18 points a game, but the question is on how many shots. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's just going to be, uh, it's just, it's, <laughs> This is the problem. This is the this is all of this right comes back to how I've come to my opinion that burning the two draft picks on two role players is a bad idea. Uh, you can't you can't do it. You just can't do it. And it's not because I think Russ is going to be improve or the team is going to be, do better. 
it's that you have is that the season has been it's 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 a it's a ride of the ancient mariner season it's faded for it's faded for doom we got to get the albatross off our neck we got to deal with the albatross but there are those like tom that says just get lebron and ad in the playoffs and let's see what happens it's no it won't we might get a play in we might be one of the playing teams and that'll be wonderful for you know whoever has play in aspirations we might even get out of the play-ins into the first round who's gonna make shots who's gonna make shots in the playoffs nobody Uh, nobody lonnie walker four can't shoot they can't play deep (laughs) yeah the worst he's the the worst worst. on a team that like has builds defensive culture in the spurs he can't defend like darvin ham's not going to change that so (laughs) i will never understand that emily pickup i'll never understand it like we didn't need a dunk competition sometimes sometimes this is important. I know it's hard to do that here because we're we're paid to, we're paid to talk. <laughs> this, like to are we? this is are we? this is this this right here. We will one day. This this right here. Stop talking. Stop telling me people are great. I hate hate when someone tells me something's great when I know it's not. That's the the ultimate red flag, red siren from 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 naked gun going all over the place. Okay, I don't want to be BS. I mean, we live in a in a society that is constantly being lied to, and people eat it up because they want to eat it up. So when we're hard on Laker Tom a, a little bit, because I'm we're tired of that mentality. We want honesty, but most people don't. They say they do, but they don't. But we happen to be people that do. I don't want to hear either. I want to hear nothing, or I want to hear the truth. Now, you can't really tell the truth in this situation, which I sort of get because you'll make that other guy all whiny and crying, you know? Well, plus, you got to sell seats, my friend. You got to get viewers in to watch the games. Who's not going to watch go the Lakers? Everybody watches the Lakers. The Cowboys are a freaking monstrosity, right. okay? They are a garbage pail run by a money oil guy who doesn't know how to run a football team after forty, almost 40 years, Okay. Hasn't won anything since he completely sabotaged his own team in the 90s. Because why? Oh, well, they're, they're worth $7 billion now. Okay, what does that mean in the end to me as a fan? What does that mean? Oh, they're worth $7 billion. Cool. Now what? Am I supposed to watch Dak Prescott and, and, and Ezekiel Elliott with all the, I don't know what he has in his face? Is that going to now win me games? So the Lakers... I, I, I tr- I'm, I'm trying to be hard and honest. Now the Lakers have given us a little bit more than the Cowboys. So I'm not. I'm not trying to get get lost on that. But I'm more talking about the fluff. I'm more talking about the BS. I'm tired of BS in general and everything. So to try to combat that, I'm just trying to be the opposite of that. Okay, we're. we're it's better if he just didn't talk. It'd be better if he didn't say anything. Look, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're going to go into training camp, and we're going to decide then what's going to happen. If he's given us the company line, that means either he is placating the ownership and the management, which means he's just another puppet. You might as well have just kept Frank Bogle. I'm not expecting anything from Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham actually is irritating me already, with, and it, came, it, it really kind of solidified it after the, the nun uh, talk. If he hadn't said anything about that, I would, I would have been like, ah, oh, he's got to do this with Westbrook. Okay, I'll give you that pass. But now he's like, oh, none looks great. Well, so he's played five on five? No. Okay. Then what the hell? 
It's been a year. It's been a year. Is he going to play or what? Oh, we don't know. But he looks great. But he looks great. Oh, he looks great. You mean he looks great? Like his hair? What the hell is that going to do for us? This is the part, guys. This is the part where in life you you get tired after a while. The, the BS. It's a sport, Joe. Don't take it so seriously. I go, it's a it's an extension of everything. This has nothing to do with the sport at this yeah, point. Yeah, but this is also something that we commit so many hours in a year to. So I think it is at least justification that we go ahead and not only share our thoughts about it, but that we deserve honest and transparency from the organization. You fired a guy who kissed your butt and gave you the company line, gave the company line and didn't say a word, negative word about your organization, even though it was in the toilet the last year, right? You still treated him like trash. And from then the now- beginning. And then I'm seeing more and more of the same thing. And now it's just another guy. And the guy is, he's going to, he's going to obey because that's what that's because he wants to keep his job. And to me, how is that going to, that, is that a leader? Is I think he's going to have more. I think he's going to have me. How's he going to handle a Russell Westbrook? How's he going to handle that mouth? Is he going to be able to sit there and go, you just missed two layups in a row. Sit your ass down. Is he going to do that? Probably not. Probably not. I think he's going to have more leeway, though, than Vogel. I think he is. Leeway? Why? Why? Why would he have any leeway? Vogel had more cred than Darvin Ham. Frank Vogel is a championship coach. Frank well, if Vogel, he has so much cred, Frank Vogel, he has so was, much cred. Frank Vogel was a few free throws away from beating a LeBron team in his prime. Let me ask you this. If he had so much credit, how come he couldn't even hire his own staff when he was hired? I don't know. You got to ask Jeannie and, and, and yeah, Rob that's, that. Yeah, that's that's the front office's fault. That's not Frank's fault. Well, I didn't say it's Frank's fault. I didn't. I'm not blaming Frank for this. I mean, do you? I know Jamie. You picked on and rightly so his offensive schemes during what rotations. Exactly. Uh, but <laughs> you know, did I, did he deserve to be fired? That's up for debate. But he didn't deserve yeah. to be treated the way he did on the way out, and even from yeah. the get go. He was treated. Yeah, I in, want in, uh, this needs to be a lesson. Where, you know what? This is another thing that I'm. But I think they've learned a little bit of their lesson. They're going to give Ham Darvin Ham a little bit more leeway on this. His, this is this, this is a different. This is going to be a different show in, in in a few other ways, and I think maybe some of you have already kind of gotten it a little bit. What I'm going, what we're going to preach on this show, and it's going to be we're using the Lakers as an example too. But I want this to be a real world thing for everyone. I want something positive to come out of this beyond just the sports thing, right? I think that's what makes these a lot of these shows. Like Joe Rogan doesn't just talk about MMA and his TRD infatuation. He, mm-hmm. he, he, he interviews all types of things, right? Now, we're a Lakers show, and I get that, but I think real-world stuff does factor into this because of attitudes, how people talk, how people run things. You know, I think we all can identify with certain things. And if there's anything that I, I hope that – the audience is going to get out of this as we continue to progress on this show is that we need to start really explaining why things don't work and why certain triggers and certain things that happen, why they, why it doesn't work. Why? Well, look what he said, look what they're doing. Look what the habits are. They get the, the, if you're, if you're not attentive to it, then maybe that's what you'll get out of this show. Cause I'm, I'm going to try to point those things out. 
when you have leaders and non-leaders, it's it's not that hard to figure out who's a leader and who's a non-leader. You can see it. Bad decisions, uh, uh, mistakes, you know, that's life. That's human beings. That's, look, they made the trade for Westbrook. It wasn't, it wasn't a good trade. I'm not even mad about that anymore. I'm more mad about what happened after, how you handled the problem. And a lot of times that's the truth. That's how you find out who that person is or who that organization is, is how do you handle adversity? Of course, it was easy for Rob and Jeannie in 2020 when they got AD and everything fell in line and everything went the right way. Everyone is good when everything's good. But what, what happens when it's bad? What happens when, man, we're not we're not going to win jack crap? Shoot, we got to go get Kobe Bryant for Vladi Dibac. What? Yeah, we need to free up the money to go get Shaq, and then we're going to get Kobe Bryant. Oh, and by the way, we're going to draft Derek Fisher, too, at yep. 24. You go through all these things, right? And what happened in, in 2004? Well, Shaq wants 30 million bucks. Sorry, big guy, I can't pay you 30. I can pay you 20. Well, I'm not losing Kobe. Phil, get your butt out of here. You know, we were sitting there and we were upset and we're I was upset. I'm like, I can't believe we're trading Shaq. I can't believe we're not going to win more championships. But you had a leader there who said, look, Kobe, I'm not losing that guy. That guy is about to go into the... Michael Jordan stage. I'm not moving. That's the kind of people I want. I want those guys. Even in, in when things are imploding around them, they see the thing that's the most important and go with it. So we don't have that. We have we have ownership that's tweeting at 2 a.m. We have an we have a GM that doesn't know how to trade players. He knows the salary cap, but he doesn't know how to trade anybody. I don't know. I guess Pat's on the back for not, I guess, giving up the, the draft picks. Is that really a skill set? That's common sense. You don't trade those draft picks for marginal players and not guaranteeing that you're going to at least have a shot at winning a title. I'm not giving him any praise. That's like saying, well, I take care of my family. You're supposed to take care of your family, and you're supposed to not give up those picks for trash or mediocre talent. Well, you know Joe was serious about that because he had the paper in hand like he was at the, the racetrack. There you go. Come on. Come on. I've got a good horse in the fifth. Really going to come in. It's going to come in. It's going to come in for me. I'll get you're the exact one, one, I'll get cor- the exact You're You're one uh, corny guy there, G. <laughs> I try. I aim to please. That's for sure. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Joe Soro, Jamie Sweet, and me, Gerald Glassford. The chat has been tremendous today. Blue Magic, Paul Lipman. You guys have been great. Terrell Davis been truly sensational on today's program. Cannot thank each and every one for being on the chat. Just truly been a great part of it so far. We've got a ton of people that have been on it. Basil Carpenter Jr. as well. Thank you so much for being part of today's chat. Before we head on out, guys, I want to hear your thoughts. And John McCallion actually is stopping by in the chat. Palenka lacks vision. That's a good way to say it as well. I think that that's correct. But Basically, when you have limited assets, you've got to make sure each and every trade that you do or each and every transaction that you do is done carefully, very carefully indeed. But I will say right now, guys, before we head to LeBron's minicamp, it's looking more and more like Russell Westbrook is going to attend and be a part of the roster come opening day. And I know this hurts Laker Tom greatly in more ways than one. And I'll just leave it at that. But Jamie, before we head on out, I want to hit you up first. And and your thoughts on this, because, again, Russell Westbrook, do you think it's really going to go south 
quicker or maybe it's going to be okay for a little while and just deteriorate from there? I think it's going to depend on the actual games. I think the mini camp will be a nice little kumbaya moment. You know, they'll play basketball together. Maybe none well. Who knows? We'll find out. Might be his first five on five if he actually plays. That'll be good to hear. That'll be that'll be the first good news maybe since, uh, uh, I mean, actually, there hasn't been much good news. I didn't love our, our draft pick. I didn't love our MLE signing. And I was pretty neutral on the uh, THT for Beverly uh, trade. So it's been... And I consider that to be like the best Rob Polinka trade ever because we didn't give up a draft pick. So that's that's where I'm. <laughs> that's my positive outlook right now. I think that if you know the first twenty games are brutal, it's very possible that we could go five and fifteen. If we come through those first twenty at five hundred, I think that it has the potential to be semi-smooth sailing until things really do start to deteriorate. If we come out of it 5 and 15, it's going to get bad fast. Winning cures all. It does. Especially it does. At the, at it cures level. a lot of ills. Oh, Gerald, I see you turned your lights on. You couldn't take the comments anymore. This is, yeah. this is, this is. John had a nice one, though. I got to give him a, a pat on the back at, for that one. We're, we're at stage 3A right now. Yeah. And, and it's. It's DEFCON 11. And, and the thing is spreading. <laughs> it's it's bad. Well, I don't. Well, uh, it's it's the the ear. I I just I really really hope I'm wrong. I really hope. Well, I'm wrong. you know, That's Joe, we were both wrong last year, so maybe we can both be wrong again. Yeah, but it's it's rare that I'm wrong twice in the same situation. I this I, is like lightning. This, this is, yeah. This, this is this is this is different than being wrong about Westbrook. I mean, we could not have ever. I did not. How do you? How would you, in any way, expect this bad of a player that's this skilled? Missing layups. It's the missing layups part. I never saw him miss layups like this. He wasn't a good shooter, and he had an attitude. But I never. I, if I had known he was missing layups and not playing defense at all, and having the worst rated defense, he either hit the wall. That was the worst timing we ever had in our life. Or he just not mentally there anymore, and sometimes that happens. I I saw it with the. I remember I was talking about Cam Newton. Kind of reminds me of Russell Westbrook a little bit in terms of kind of the the shenanigans. I said this guy's checked out. This guy doesn't want to be a quarterback, and I feel like maybe a little bit of Westbrook doesn't want to be a basketball player anymore. Gerald, what you said is absolutely true, and they should keep Russ out of the entire exhibition season. I, I would, I would, because it's you know if it starts to go south, it's going to go south quick. I have a feeling. John said he'll win more games on NBA 2K when he brings Russ off the bench. I'm just going to say right now, the best thing I think going forward for the team is they just send him home. I really think it's just going to go south. The first sign of any adversity, and I just think it's just going to go south. It just has all the earmarkings. The everything has been laid out. These guys' history, they're all in their mid-30s to late-30s. We got all the oily rags and kindling we need. We just need a match. Yeah, when you talk about all the major players in this, you were seriously talking about individuals that are already set in their ways, and it looks to me like the first thing that's going to go ahead and set off this powder keg is just going to be, boom, it's just going to go like that. And the media is going to absolutely blow it up even more. Wasn't it within the first like five or ten games that Dwight Howard and AD fought on the bench? Yep. Who's going to separate Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook? But this is going to be magnified even more than that. It's going to be oh, magnified even more. 
and that's the well, problem. Well, I think by that point we went over in the preseason, and it started like two and five, two and it was like two and five, two and seven, something like that, where it was already like it's gonna be bad. Yeah, you know, you didn't you didn't need much more than ten games last season to be like this ain't working very well. <laughs> no, this is bad. not. This is not. So, I mean. Joe, I mean, it we sounds can, like we can, we're all in agreement, right? We can all. We, I was going to say we can keep flaying this dead horse, but I think it's it's probably well well flayed. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not getting. I don't well, think we, Rob we're, will we're, be fired mid season. I think he'll be fired at yeah, the end of the season. I think I think it's important that we continue to reiterate the obvious because it doesn't seem like they yes. understand either. Well, I agree. They're not. I'm, every week we're we're doing a show here. I, I started feeling like man, we keep talking about the same thing, but then I'm going. Wait a minute. He, what did he say? What? He looks great. This guy's. This guy is the best player. No, he's not the best player. He's the most consistent. Oh no, no, he wasn't. He, he's the guy that like really. I'm trying to figure out what these people do all day. What do they do all day? I don't. I don't know what it is they do. Are you running a basketball team or are you just on Twitter all day? I'm doing a show here where Twitter is part of the situation, right? Tom is always doing these trades that, you know, that we wish can happen that won't happen. And, you know. Except the Randall trade. I don't wish that to happen. Randall trade. I don't, I don't know who would do a Randall trade unless there was assets coming our way this time, right? If we're going to take 25 mil the next three years, how about you give us a couple of first-round draft picks, right? <laughs> and that how it works? Why is it only the Lakers? Oh, no, no, no. Well, you take right. Randall, but you give us what? No, right. no, 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 no. I'm not doing After that. After the year he had, yep. and he's got more years on the book, you should go ahead, if you're a Knicks fan, hope that, that the Knicks can trade away that Randall deal, with a that, pick. That with deal with pick. the Knicks, I said, if they can if they can convince Randall to play off the bench, I, I never went into in depth on what I would want back. It's not giving up any draft picks in that trade. Hell no. You're giving, you're getting rid of, you're getting rid of that fat, long contract to a guy that probably shouldn't have got that contract for his skill set. For a guy you can only deal with for six months, you'll be out of that, out of that hole. But you got to give us stuff. You got to give us a first round unprotected. That has yeah. value. That has value in New York because you know New I York think, ain't gonna do jack squat. I think there's potential for that at the trade deadline. Hey, if, if Rob can make that happen, I do. I'll, I I'll, do. I'll tip my hat off. Me too. And and that's and, and then at the same time, we're gonna need Mr. Darvin Ham, Mr. He's got the iron fist, right? That's what I keep hearing. You know? Okay. Are you gonna be able to convince Randall that he is going to be the best six man on this team? Because you cannot put him next to A D on a consistent basis. You know, I'm, I'm just some schmo in Temecula. I'm not. I'm not a professional NBA basketball coach, but I do know the game. I know what works. I've been watching it long enough, and I've played it before. So yeah, you tell me if I'm I'm, I'm playing armchair guy here. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not playing armchair. I'm telling you what what I'm looking at, what I see. What I see is you want to make this work. You got to start talking. You got to start talking real. Stop BSing us. Who's gonna John, go into that? Who's gonna go into that interview room and, and not be like a Bill Platsky? That guy's a weasel. Okay, or JJ J. Adonde. These guys are little weasels. I'm talking about if you're gonna ask Darvin Ham a question. Okay, guys, 
Darvin, why did you start Julius Randle with AD when their games do not mesh? Does anybody ask those questions, or am I going to get kicked out by the Laker PR people? Is that what it's, is that, was that why they don't ask those questions? They just weasel their way out when they go do that little typing and they do the little blogs. Is that what they do? Maybe it's it's you know it's all a, it's all a disease. It's all the same disease. No one no one wants to talk real here. Like what's going to work? And then people will get butt hurt and then storm off or do whatever. And I'm like, okay, well then I guess we're not going to get an answer here because everybody's all butt hurt and not doing what they're supposed to do. John McCallion says, wow, shocker. I thought Joe was an NBA exec with his choice of words, LOL. <laughs> uh, all I'll say is this. Again, as we head into the LeBron mini camp and head into training camp by the end of this month, it's looking more and more likely that Russell Westbrook is going to be a part of this roster. Uh, I know that the latest stories have him wanting to leave Los Angeles, but he's playing both sides of the coin, being there for the press conferences, saying he'll attend LeBron's minicamp, saying he'll attend the training camp. And if that's the case, we've got to go ahead forward with it. But I'm still thinking probably the best thing for the Lakers going forward as a team would probably not have him on the roster or not have him playing at the very least. But then again, it looks like that our wishes will not be met, at least for the start of the season. That's for sure. But we'd love to hear your thoughts continually from the Lakers fast break. Blue Media, before we head on out, says the media doesn't ask tough questions. I need the Lakers fast break to get media room passes. Who's Blue Media? Blue Magic. Blue Magic. I need the Lakers fast break to get media room passes. Maybe you should turn your lights off again. You'll read better without the <laughs> Seriously, ask real questions. No one asks Rob anything tough during the exit interviews, for example. <laughs> They, they won't. They all want their media passes. They all want to keep them. As someone who does do interviews, I did a great one with Stephen Leckard. I even selfish, told selfish reasons. That's I even I, told Stephen I wasn't going to go and give him hard stuff. You just stuff. said it. You just said it. Most people do things for their own selfish reasons. And this is what you get, people, when you do it for your own selfish reasons. I, I you can't get it on your own. You got to wait for them to do it. Well, I'm going to be honest with everyone out there. I told Steven, I said I wasn't going to give him two tough questions. I gave him the one near the end about this being the third show on the Lakers that had been done in the course of six months. So I wanted to get his reaction from that, and he liked that. He, he, he had some good thoughts on that after he went off air. So please, if you want to check that out, I've got Steven Leckert, one of the executive producers from the current Hulu series, legacy the real story of the la lakers so hopefully everyone will check that out please i really would like to see you know see that because i know a lot of people at hulu are actually looking to see that interview and how well it does so if you want to go ahead and give it a shot please do so indeed but before we head on out guys jamie do you have any thoughts on final before we head on out and also what are you working on for your five things articles at lakerholics.com uh i'm waiting to see what happens for camp once camp breaks i'll probably come up with the five things because that means the roster is basically solidified till at least december i feel like so there's just this does nothing to, we've been rehashing the same topic for since early july so and that's that and i agree with joe that it's important to keep it in the light to keep pushing up against the common narrative that is oh it's going to be fine everything's going to be great Lakers will be able to trade rest for uh for an all-star and this is not going to happen it's, it's not going to happen so <laughs> blue magic's killing me today. there's yeah blue magic is hitting it on the on the, on the i mean right on the nail way the, to go blue magic yeah I'm, I'm trying to think i'm trying to think i don't think i invented truth the truth 
What is going on in the in the media? This isn't your typical media or fans going nuts. I don't do that. I'm not, I'm not gonna go throw no. trash in your in your lawn. Well, you know, I'm not gonna go bother if I see never. if I see Russell Westbrook on the street. I'm not gonna go yell. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay, <laughs> we're being real here. We're being yeah. real. Why yeah. are you saying this stuff? Why? What is this? Like, why are you saying manos from above? Right. When you're getting, like, these are the things I pay attention to. What does that mean? Manos from above. I'm like, manos from above? What the hell does that have to do with signing KCP? These are signs, guys. I can't explain it. I have to tell you. I can't explain it all in one sitting. These are little signs that I pay attention to in my life. Okay? When someone does stuff like that, I sit there and I go, what are you doing? What does that mean? John, did, did, John, did right? Swaggy Pete, did Swaggy Pete challenge and, and, you? And, 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 the, and this is before I came onto the show, guys. This is before I came on the show. I remember the day Was he looking happened. back to see, or actually was I he remember, not looking back to, because he thought he made the Sean? My fa- my friends are, a lot of my friends are Laker fans, which is the only real team that I have that's like, they're, like I have a lot of Laker fans. I remember a lot of Dodger fans around me, a lot of Steeler fans. But Lakers fans, I have, like, a good amount of friends that are Lakers fans. And they were all excited, and they were doing things like, like, did you guys, what did he say? What is Manos from above? I just, I got a really bad feeling about that stupid thing that he said. Like, what is that? Well, Joe, why are you paying attention to this? I'm like, hey, we know we signed this guy. I'm like, I don't know. It just, it's weird. It made me feel weird. I don't know. Just one of those things. And then you start seeing little by little more and more of it. And it just, you start to figure out, oh, well, there you go, guys. I told you something was off. Why are you saying that? What, what, why do you got to be goofy when you don't have to? And it's, it's, it's coming to fruition now, guys. This is what the results of those little earmarks, when you see them, of people's personalities. This is what it is, guys. Well, one last thing before we end it out, because I know Jamie has to jet on out of here. Yeah, Once again, it's the Lakers that. fast break. Jamie Sweet, I got to ask you. That's it, John. That's it right there. It was a used car salesman tactic. This is the stuff I snuff out in my work. When I see someone yapping, there's two things, guys, that I, two things that I pay attention to. Stupid talk like that. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, and I'll let you go, G. Stupid talk like that makes no sense. And then obsessive compliments. First of all. When somebody comes into my room and we're talking and they're yapping about how great something is or me or whatever, I get very, very, very suspicious of you. I'm like, you don't even know who the f- I am. You are how awesome, the hell Joe. Do you know? How the hell do you know? Because they don't. It's bull crap. It's a scam. They're just trying to get you to stink some way because that's what people like. They like compliments. They like to be told how great they are. I don't. I don't want to be told how great I am. Can you do the job? Yes. Okay. Tomorrow we start. Let's see if you can do the job. If you can't do the job, at least be honest with me, and then we'll go a different route. If you can do the job, then we're good. You see what I'm saying, guys? You see where I'm going with this? Don't waste my mother you-know-what time. One last thing, Jamie. got to get your opinion on this. Which one is a better better pay-per-view? Pat Bev versus Russ. CM Punk versus the Young Bucks. Or Joe Sorrell versus Laker Tom. Please, no. let us know. Luke Walton versus Swaggy P. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. No, 
Hey, Luke. Well, D'Angelo Russell versus Swaggy P. Now, D Russ is too cool for that. And he's gotta keep he's gotta keep the hands. You but know. that's who he wants to fight. Whatever. That's no, he didn't. Do. No, no. Russell said the perfect thing. He's he got, said this it. guy's gotta keep talking about me to be relevant. Right. Exactly. Perfect, no. perfect thing to end that. That was the best way to be like. <laughs> that's it. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's what you say. <laughs> right. You're not worth my time. Anyway, thank you, everybody. All right. Once again, Jamie Sweet, please go ahead and check out his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, Joe Sorrow from Lakersball.com. Please go ahead and check him out as Ox1947 today at Lakersball.com. If you have any questions for us, you have some imagery about gifts that you wanted to make for out of Joe holding up the paper right there for you or do anything as far as asking questions or comments or thoughts about us here at the Lakers Fast Break because we get them all. Please go ahead and let us know at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. But we've got another great show on the way. I will say that once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being part of what we're doing here at the Lakers fast break, the chat room with John blue magic, Paul Terrell. You guys have been incredible out there. Everyone, as far as the chat room, give yourselves another great pat on the back. We will be back on Tuesday. Looking again, right around 9 PM Eastern time. Going to go ahead on there. I'm hoping I'll get Laker Tom back. Wish him well and coming back to us right here at the lakers fast break he unfortunately could not make it today but we're going to go ahead and try and get him back on as soon as we can also as well looking forward to getting joe back on the show as well on tuesday any last thoughts before we head on out my friend last thoughts on lakers lebron training camp whatever are you i know we're headed for it i know it's coming up soon I have nothing else to say. I think I've said what I've needed to say. It'll probably be repeated a few times before the season starts. And well, I'm just hoping for some good stuff to come out of it, like a well, fight or we, two or something like that. Well, I don't. I'm not expecting a fight. I'm expecting just terrible, terribly run offenses and defenses, unless somebody's unless somebody's brain switches and or Darvin Ham is the new Zen master that can make these guys play for each other. This is a results business as, as there ever been a results business and it's a young man's game. Uh, if you can't shoot, if you weren't able to shoot last year, you're not going to be able to shoot when you're a year older. Just saying we're, we don't have any shooters and we have terrible defenders on the perimeter in a league where everything is geared towards shooting from the perimeter and playing good perimeter defense. What a concept. What a concept indeed. What do you want me to say? What else do you want me to say? You want me to be positive? Give me no, something Give me something positive to, to talk about. Tell me, you know what? AD is going to be healthy this year. He's going to play MVP level. I'll buy that one. Tell me LeBron is going to play 70 games. Hey, I told you on the at the eighty seventeen, Kareem played forty minutes at age thirty nine. I I'll buy that one, but don't tell me Westbrook. Don't tell me Pat Bev. Don't tell me any of that transactions they've made during the offseason are going to work because they're not. They're not going to freaking work until I see it. Right now, I don't see it. I'm not going to believe it's going to work. We'll see what happens, indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. LeBron minicamp coming up around the corner and training camp not too far behind. If you want to share your thoughts, 
Once again, you can always do it in the comments. We try to go ahead and catch up on the comments that are made after this show goes live on the air right here on YouTube. If you have not subscribed today, please go ahead and subscribe below Joe. Right there for you. Right over there. 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 Down below. Right there for you. And Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. Plus also as well, you can go ahead and catch us wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's a tremendous time. Also, Facebook as well. Don't forget, we're also on Facebook. Like us there. And of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Once again, it's been a great conversation. Looking forward to another Joe Sorrow-filled conversation. Hopefully, John will be able to join us as well. Maybe Jamie Sweet, maybe Laker Tom. But looking forward to more Laker Talk coming up on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, live right here on YouTube at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.